Welcome to the Six Ways to Sunday podcast, hosted by award-winning television director, documentary filmmaker, author, and speaker, Craig D. Forrest. Join Craig for the next few minutes as he interviews leaders, artists, and creatives about trends and insights shaping our digital world and faith-based media. This podcast is produced and brought to you by Matchstick Media International. Now, here's Craig. Great guest today, always a great guest on our podcast. It is the president and the head of Artists and Entertainment Ministry, Joel Pelsu. Joel, what was the uh, the kernel that got you started with AE, uh, Artists and Entertainment Ministry? How, how did that start? Well, you know, in many ways, it started at Westmont College when my wife and I are ministering to artists, where I was playing clubs, she's doing theater, and and uh, and God just used us to lead artists to Christ. And Santa Barbara's a he- huge uh, New Age, uh, even Wiccan kind of community. So a lot oh, of it was wow. that stuff. Yeah. Um, with some fantastic stories I won't go into here, but uh, but we always felt called to that. And you know, we lived, we moved around, lived in the Middle East and Jerusalem for a while. Uh, eventually, went to Florida. I went to seminary, but and every chance I could in seminary, I went to this topic. How do we engage the arts better? How does our theology connect to this better? And then I got called to be uh, associate pastor in New York on Long Island up in Oyster Bay. And we had, you know, people who played uh, concert master and contractor on Broadway, Dale Stuckenbrook, a dear friend. Um, he uh, and a bunch of other people in, in our congregation. But we started a Bible study across from Carnegie Hall. Oh, my goodness. At Calvary Baptist. And uh, we just had a great time. Back then, it was intermission, which I'm sure you knew, was a uh, ministry out of Hollywood. But they had a branch in New York, and they had, they had paid me to come do this. My wife and I did it together before our first child was born. So it was a hoot. Uh, and people just kept saying, well, you know, I went to New York hoping there was someone a little bit ahead of me because it's a town of think tanks. I was waiting for someone to go, that's nice, Joel, but you got to read this or you're forgetting this. Sure. Or... sure. And what we found was uh, people just said no one communicates biblical principles to the way we create in the creative process like you do. Wow. Because Francis Schaefer, you know, others, they pretty much talk about static art. It's it's fine art or architecture but as a jazz musician and and particularly with my wife I was fascinated when she was even doing Othello you know they're dark characters and the question came up how do you protect your heart and yet authentically portray evil oh man you Joel you you, we could do a three-hour conversation on that subject right there well, we got, let's get my wife on and let's okay, do it. Okay, let's do that. Let's <laughs> Season four, let's bring on. There we go. Michelle, so, Michelle Mybell. You got okay. it. Uh, yeah, how do you, say it again, how do you protect? Yeah, how do you portray evil accurately and yet protect your heart at the same time? Because, As a believer, you know, yeah. the devil is wandering around seeking whom he may devour. He's not mm-hmm. toothless and clawless. And, you know, as you know, so much the Christian art for years didn't portray evil thoroughly enough so then when salvation comes it's kind of like it's a small god because you had a small problem why why didn't if i interject why do you think that the church back then or maybe even now wasn't portraying evil you know i think is it a great question i think it comes out of fundamentalism oh okay 
or and even may go further back but uh i think it was this kind of like cultural idea everything needs to be nice neat and tidy and that art was almost exclusively supposed to be evangelistic and so we just kept giving the glory to christ instead of like the church i grew up in you know we also had testimonies on sunday and sunday nights and the most powerful testimonies were the people that came off drugs and out of gangs and everything else but aside from you know cross and the switchblade and other movies made from books i don't know it, it just and i know you may have a theory yourself that's better than me but there was this we don't and part of it's we don't want to attempt we don't want to portray the sexual sin because that'll cause someone to stumble or the violence because then the kids can't see it probably some of those concerns was it because also it was it was too delicate or um what's the word um uh, uh, uneasy to talk about these things embarrassing uh, maybe yeah yes i mean you know even in the 50s tv shows they couldn't say the word sex right and and you know dick van dyke show they were in separate beds even in the episode where she had to run to the hospital to give birth right <laughs> and you want you wonder how did she ever get pregnant if they're in separate beds but let's move on from that <laughs> yeah as a miraculous uh Conception. Miraculous. yeah yes right. anyway yeah yeah but but no go, but joel go, going back to the the thought is uh, do you think that church and pastors and leaders just didn't want to talk about back back in the day maybe now yeah about evil and sensitive topics because they'd rather go the evangelical route is that what you're i think that's what you're saying maybe i think I think so. We don't, you know, I think there's such, you know, there's a, there's a misunderstanding of that old, the verse about whatever is good, whatever is true, whatever is pure, think on, on those things. things. Yeah. And, you know, as a buddy of mine, Brian Godow and I were talking years ago, that, that includes all, and, a, and reflects all of scripture. And we get this, especially if we only focus on the new Testament, we have this idea, well, it's all nice and neat. And that's what we got to focus on and nothing dirty and nothing, you know, dark. But you look at Jezebel, the prophecy was no one's going to recognize a piece of her body and dogs are looking at her flesh. Right. And that's a Scorsese movie. Right. Um, and so I think, I mean, even, even now I, I read, I was reading my daughter when she was eight, I was going through first and second Kings and it's a little uncomfortable, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that the, the the cost of some of these sins and the violence. Uh, but that's the inspired word of God. God in his great wisdom included the evil and the betrayal mm -hmm. and even the sensual uh, it's in there. And so if we don't, and that's my model is the Bible has to be the model and the, and give us the principle for anything we do in life and in the arts. So if the Bible addresses evil, we can address evil. Right. And, and not like not and, in a gratuitous and, and Jesus addressed evil way more often than we talk about. Um, yes. you know, the dark hearts and the evil, you know, yeah. and, and such, and, and we don't go there. Okay, we do not want this to be the podcast about evil in the world. We'll leave that <laughs> to Martin Scorsese with a Catholic version, and we'll be back after no, no, we won't do that. <laughs> yeah. Back we'll be back after these messages from Clorox, which will clean everything, you know. And, <laughs> 
you know what before, well, you need is oh, jesus you need jesus and clorox and that's right i went to oh oh come on there's a there's a country western song right there come on you want let's write it yes we would never have to ask for a donation for whatever we're doing we just live off the residuals of jesus <laughs> and clorox i i've said I said to somebody be, uh, during COVID uh, and such, I said, if I would have known that COVID was happening the way it is, I would have bought stock in Clorox. I would be a millionaire. Are you oh, yes. kidding me? Because Clorox and Purell. Purell, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good one, too. Oh, my goodness. I could buy my own <laughs> private jet. Let's go. You know, Let, let's go to the. Yeah, we could be. Let's go to Fiji right now and on the private jet. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah, could do the podcast from Bora Bora. So you can do the podcast <laughs> from anywhere you want these days and ever. Okay. We're going to move on now. All right. We're talking about uh, our artists and entertainment ministry with Joel uh, Pelsu, the very talented and brilliant Joel Pelsu. And um, you know, artistry in the church, it, it would be easy for us to go back in this conversation to the Renaissance and talk about how artists were commissioned by the church, right. by popes and, and all that. There's a, there are so many books about artistry from that era, but in many ways, not only were the artists uh, brilliant in what they did, everything from tapestries to painting the Sistine Chapel, all of that. Yeah. Also, they had to be beholden to the people that were commissioning their art. Okay. That's, that's another subject for another podcast or, or whatever that might be. Let, let's uh, fast forward to where we are now, Joel. Um, can I make a, can wait, I make a go ahead? Comment on patrons about that. I think you, have, you make a great point, and you know I'm friends with a few people who are patrons to quite a few artists. And uh, and one thing I've noticed with them, they've really researched what a patron is, and a patron mm -hmm. is not I buy a few pieces of your work. It is inviting those artists into your inner circle. Right. Nurturing them as well as not just financial, but relational. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I think that's what's lost when people look at those old days. They, oh, I've got a, you know, I've got a little, little apartment and uh, money to go buy paints or a camera or whatever it is you need. There's an aesthetic there, too. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, you know what? I want you to throw some or you know, I, I know you're a great artist. And uh, I've seen your other work. That's why we, we want you to, to put up a mural in, in our, uh, our apartment. And I really love how you work with orange or blue and, yes. and, and such. So very, sometimes patrons can be very specific. Oh yeah, very specific, yes. Yeah. Which can be helpful or frustrating. Yes. Well, if the check clears, that's what you do. So there you go. <laughs> or, uh, I, I sort of like Venmo. Just send it to me with Venmo. So yes. I'll be happy with that. Now, okay, what, what, what are you seeing now in present day? I know the to, to anyone that, that really wants to learn more about um, faith and artistry, uh, go to Joel uh, and Michelle's uh, website a-e-m.org and you'll see all of these seminars and ways that you can become involved and some of these are virtual as yep. well you don't have to just get on a plane or, or drive to LA for these and I think Joel that you also have these in other cities is that right yeah yeah so our institute we created because we used to do a bible study in LA and we realized people kept moving to town and they needed to get our our core kind of foundational content, which is our institute, 
Arts Entertainment Institute. So we had that in LA for a number of years. We did in London. And surprisingly or interestingly, we started to have a lot of academics who teach art at Christian colleges coming to us because they're told to you know, integrate their faith with their craft and where are they going to go to learn that? And that's kind of our expertise. So, and we've had Catholics, Charismatics, Lutherans, Presbyterians, you name it, because we don't get into some of those theological issues. We just address the art and theology. But so that institute about two years ago, it was about three years ago, we just felt to stir God saying you need to adapt. And so we started creating, we created 30 hours of online content, three courses. Oh, wow, that's, that's great. Yeah. So we created a course on calling. How do you know you're called and what does it mean to be called as an artist? And how do you balance that with family and other obligations? And then we do, my wife does one called Catalyst, which I think is, is actually the most helpful. She's, she's great at this administrative stuff, but it's a, a six month, you meet every other week online. And she takes you with how to be an entrepreneur. Cause you know, so many artists learn craft, but they don't know this is a business. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got to know how to price things. You got to know mm-hmm. how much artwork you're going to do, you know, for free and how, how you're going to handle saying no and how you handle all that. How you do social media, how to network. And, and so many Christians get hung up on, well, I can't self-promote cause that's arrogant right no i need to just depend on god and live by faith but a servant is worthy of their hire amen amen and so that's some of that as you know because you travel the world is just affirming people of that the dignity of the work they're doing and helping them think through exactly that verse you have value and you got to put food on the table too sure and so here's three or four ways to to calculate the the value and what you charge and so and now she does that virtually so she has artists good you know all over the country and even outside the country um so that's been and thankfully we did that before covid was huge blessing and we're just uh trying to see what other stuff we can do or how better to equip people right now i have a artist in australia i have a couple who were missionaries in south africa Mm -hmm. who last who just found us and they said they're both feeling called to use their artistic gifts they were both artists before they went on the mission field and they found our course and so they email me say hey this is what we're hoping to do we want to learn this we feel god calling us but nobody in our missionary circles gets why we would ever use art oh and so we talked they took my course and they're like thank you thank you lord and uh i mean that as you know you travel to those places it's so that's that's the benefit. That's the payoff right, right there. Right. It's helping those people get over any guilt or shame that is not from God and use their gifts because artists, you know, all around the world, they're making an impact in a hundred ways the pastor can't. Right. Great talk with Joel. And we hope that you will pick up in the next conversation and we'll learn more. You've been listening to the Six Ways to Sunday podcast with Craig D. Forrest, brought to you by Matchstick Media International, dedicated to excellence in media through inspiration, vision, and education. To learn more, visit us on the web at matchstickmedia.org. That's matchstickmedia.org. Your generous donations, large or small, help defray costs for producing this creative podcast. Thanks for listening and subscribing.